I don't know. I like I, I have an inkling to go out and go find like a, a, a novelty giant delete button and just like hammer <laughs> on it with reckless abandon. <laughs> oh, is this like when you when you're at work and a, a colleague calls you over to help you something with their uh, PC and you just see this like all of like the icons on the home screen they have every file every shortcut and just like oh, oh god <laughs> it's beyond saving at that point just toss out the lights or it's tainted <laughs> i mean you've got some people that have like <laughs> and you know who you are that have hundreds of tabs open on their web browser oh, i can't do it <laughs> i just can't and i know, now, I know some groups, people have people tab groups some people, you know, some people have those like installs where essentially like it freezes the tab so it doesn't use up any RAM or, yeah. or whatever, but still just the aesthetics of it terrifies me. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Which brings us on to what we'll be talking about today. Hi, welcome to Indulgently Minimal. I am Moggy and I am joined today by Jeff. Hey up, guys. And Murdoch. Hello, everyone. And following on from our discussion last week on minimalism by subtraction, we thought we'd go a little more specific, give you some ideas of what we were actually talking about, and we'll begin in the digital realm. It is the 21st century after all, so welcome to digital subtraction. Get your cool shades on, you know, we're going to go all green and, and we're like, with like the numbers and stuff, it's like Tron up in here. Is this where we insert the, uh, the power glove meme again? Oh God! It's, a, <laughs> it's, it's amazing where people's brain goes. Like I'm just thinking of the song "Digital" by Joy Division, which is a completely different direction. I'm just a 21st century digital, digital. boy. Different? No, <laughs> that was bad religion. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I mean it's it's a funny one because when we're talking like physical mass in the you know the real world it's really easy to see it and it's really easy to i you know either deal with it or at least you know get a shovel and just kind of pile it up into a corner and walk around it digital mess can be a little more i don't know insidious subversive it's well it's intangible so it's harder to manage mm. in a lot of ways mm. You ever have the friend that passes you a flash drive and they're like, yeah, the file's on there and you plug it in and <laughs> you're, you're, you're just, you experience they immediate dread. <laughs> they weren't lying. It's on there. <laughs> Somewhere. Somewhere. It's like taking a peek at internal chaos. <laughs> well, it's, like, it's just like now, it's like going into, you know, that last scene from Indiana Jones, uh, the, the first one, <laughs> and it's that room just filled in the warehouse with stuff. Um, or to make a more up-to-date uh, analogy, I mean, I've just I've just recently um, finished up watching all the Harry Potters for the first time. Oh, there's right. that room with there's that dark room with all the shelves and stuff in it that nobody seems to walk, know their way around. Mm. Kind of like that room. It's just it's in there somewhere. I, f I feel mm. like we're we're really calling out the the uh, what do you call them the file hoarders the. You know who you are. It's us. It's it's us three. <laughs> it's not like I have a shelf full of like you know external hard drives just waiting to be archived and categorized at some point in time. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So I mean, I think we all know what we're talking about when we mean digital. I mean, when I mean we've kind of zeroed in on files already, but I think it's also like apps that we've installed, software that we no longer use, or. As I mentioned last week, there's software that we're using that's maybe not great for us. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. We've, we've referred to, like, the pocket brain scrambling machine. We were referring to apps on phones. Yeah. 
you know, there, there is, as, as we mentioned before in the previous episode, there is a particular former Bluebird site that is probably not great for us. We, we discussed Reddit previously. It's probably yeah. not great for us. Mm. Um, Facebook has never been great for us. Yeah. And I think when we come to talking about subtraction, there is another concept today that I actually learned when I was look, learning about, you know, going to the gym and physical fitness, which is that there is a difference between discipline, motivation, and habit, where I think a lot of people with, and, and why I feel like this is relevant, it expands out to most things. I think many people who try and unfortunately fail at things are waiting for motivation. Yeah, you want you, you want to go for a run, and mm. you're waiting. So you get up with the motivation to go for the run, and as we will find out, motivation is fleeting. Yes, and fickle. Well, that's mm. the, it's fickle. That's really the problem. It's not like there's no such thing as motivation. There definitely is. It only appears once every blue moon, the little fairy that ding, don't you feel like going for a run today? Why, yes, I do. Now's the time. Oh, that felt great. I've finally turned a corner. I'm going to be ready to turn my life around. Next scene is you on the couch eating pizza. Well, <laughs> motivation often appears at um, convenient times for you not to be not to be able to act on it. <laughs> like, I would really like to go for a run when you're at work. Mm -hmm. And then when you go home, it's like, <sighs> yeah, I just don't want to. There is a difference and what a lot of people who, you know, give you advice on getting into physical fitness is you need discipline. It's a decision mm. like, no, I am going to go to the gym and then you use discipline in order to build a habit because habit is the foundation of pretty much everything you do. Mm -hmm. We are creatures of habit. It's a cliche because it's true. And if you want to introduce anything into your life that sticks, the best way is to start with discipline. I am going to go to the gym every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at six o'clock. That's it. That's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And then you need you know, roughly three to six months of discipline before it becomes a habit. And it's true, you know, where you'll find yourself at the end of, you know, work on a Wednesday, just you will autopilot yourself to the gym because that's what you do. It's six o'clock on a Wednesday. I go to the gym. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is something that we need to bring into more parts of our life, like curating our digital life, removing files we don't use anymore, uninstalling apps that aren't good for us because you open apps by habit. You will find yourself doom scrolling on Reddit or Twitter. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing how much um, it's like the habit and the muscle memory is in there. I mean, I think I can't remember if we've told the story where at one point previously I swapped Reddit icon on my phone for my mail icon, just like the location of it. And I kept repeatedly opening up my mail because I wanted to go to Reddit. Yeah. And it's amazing. You don't even, you don't realize how just unconsciously you do these things and habits can be both very good and very bad. Like it's, it's, it's a very strange form of stimming, I think was the term. Oh, right. Yeah. There's something that some neurodivergent people do in order to calm themselves down when they're feeling unsettled. I mean, mm. it's, it's, com it's common in neurodivergent people, but also neurotypical people also stim. Right. Mm. And it, the thing is, it's all with, done with the best of intentions, right? That we, you know, we, we download an app because it's interesting. We try a new service because it's interesting. But a lot of these things are, or at least in recent years, have been changed to be very... 
addictive in the way that mm. it, they're habitual. Like it's not like, mm. you know, you're using, you know, some kind of drug or something that is a, you're physically addicted to. It's habitual. You go there because that's what you do. And as we said, mm -hmm. we're creatures of habit. Hmm. And But you can also use these habits, as Jeff just very uh, helpfully displayed, you can use habit as a way of breaking out of it. If you find yourself just opening the same app when you're bored, removing the icon from your home screen or just uninstalling it in the first place, it can help you break that habitual it kind of, use it kind of hmm. breaks your brain a little because you have to it call it makes you think about what you're doing you think oh wait why am i opening reddit i don't want to go on reddit hmm. yeah and it kind of like it, it gives you it gives your brain a couple seconds to actually realize what it's doing get yourself back in control mm -hmm. so that's actually one of the first things that i would suggest is if you're starting to be concerned that certain things especially on your phone, which, as we said, the little brain scrambler, if you're not happy with it, mm -hmm. try uninstalling it. Twitter and Reddit aren't going anywhere. You're not deleting them off the internet. If something is mm -hmm. out there that you need to see, it will find its way to you, or you can at least interact with the sites deliberately with discipline in the old-fashioned way and go onto a computer and type in www. And then you can go and find the thing you're looking for and then exit as opposed to me bored, me scroll, me sad. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think a lot of these apps, Twitter and uh, Facebook and TikTok, um, Reddit, they're now designed around keeping you trapped in there. And they mm. keep you trapped in there with negativity a lot of the time. And I don't like to say like, oh, negativity, because it's all very wooey-woo. Or it can feel very No, it feels it, but it's true. It's true. It mm. traps you with it traps you with negative emotions because rage um, and outrage keeps us hooked. Yeah, rage and is addictive. Keeps, rage is very addictive, mm. and oftentimes these these apps, these services, will keep us in that rage cycle to keep us engaged, and it's not good for us. And we're vulnerable to it. We're very, very vulnerable to it. And they well, they also they know that as well, which is the worst part of it. Well, mm. that's the thing. They know what they're doing, like uh, the Skinner box idea. Like games are also or can also be very negative in this way. If you're finding that you're spending too much time or money in a particular place, you can take a step back and look at like are they using these Skinner box mechanics yeah. the same way? They're trying to give you small dopamine hits with ooh, look, you've just got a loot box. Ooh, look, you've just unlocked an achievement. There are ways to keep you in. And you have to ask yeah. yourself, is this really what I want? Is this bringing, again, like you said, is this woohoo nonsense? No, like bringing positivity into your life is how you bring happiness into your life. If you're, yeah. if you, it's, we talk about junk food in this way and it brings us kind of onto the next point we want to talk about where it's junk in, junk out. Mm -hmm. and if you eat nothing but burgers and pizza and then you start to feel unwell, you have to sort of go, well, have you tried eating an apple with a little bit of broccoli perhaps? You know, you mm -hmm. you are a complicated machine. What is it you like to say, Murdoch? You're a, a plant with complex emotions. You need sunlight and water. Uh, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> plant with, yes, drink your water and set out in the sun. A plant with complicated emotions. Yeah. And I, I, need, I need that as like a badge or a pin. <laughs> uh, we need some t-shirts like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then in the same way there is another thing that we can bring from dieting that may help and it's a little 
ironic. It's kind of like Jeff's wonderful point from last week where when he gave us an example of subtracting something from his life, it didn't immediately sound like subtracting because it was more of a change, a diversion. There's a concept in dieting called crowding where when mm. you're trying to eat healthily rather than immediately sort of going out with the burgers, out with the chocolate, in with the steamed broccoli, and you sort of sit there mm -hmm. sad going, I don't like this. Instead, you introduce the new foods without subtracting anything else in the first place. And mm -hmm. there's only so much you can eat before you're full. And as long as you make sure that you go, okay, I'm going to have you know, a portion of steamed vegetables, I'm going to have a portion of kale, I don't know, like a healthy food. When it finally comes to like, and now I can have my chocolate cake, you're full. You're so you full. Eat, you eat less. Yeah. And, and the, the theory is, is that you crowd out the negative stuff with the positive stuff. I think we can mm -hmm. use this in the digital space as well. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, you've got your list of apps that, you know, you've got your Twitters, your Reddit or whatever, but perhaps you could before you go to those do you know use something a bit more productive maybe do you know like a, a language learning app or uh, a journaling app or something that is also digital but is <laughs> is better for you and then maybe you've kind of crowded your time and you don't have time to doom scroll i mean you're mm. inviting the duolingo vampire back into your life <laughs> the, the, I, I i've welcomed that owl in and now he stares at me while i sleep please help mm. <laughs> send maybe help just, just a small commentary on this particular topic, there is a wealth of very good resources out there, especially created during the, you know, the pandemic season. Mm. Like self-learning, self-development becomes such a huge market during that point in time. A lot of people found themselves with a lot of time on their hands and a lot of people have picked up like new skills, new topics, new like fields of expertise in that time. Like these resources have been sort of made easily accessible during that period of time. Yeah. There is so much out there and there is so much stuff on the internet that is incredibly accessible. Hmm. I think as we've been talking about whether the improvification and the curation of the internet, I think for a lot of us, we find it's, we struggle to find these things because we don't know yeah. how to look for them anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like the old times of going into a library and you had all the stuff in front of you. Whereas mm -hmm. now you, you go into the library and there's like one shelf with what they're trying to sell you. Yeah, but all that stuff, well, all that stuff's still there. It's all still behind the shelf. You just kind of you need to have a look for it. it. Well, yeah, like to to piggyback on your image there. It's more like now that when you enter the library, you're immediately rushed by two or three ushers who are like, "Here, let me take you to this book that you might enjoy. Have you tried reading this?" You know, we've the library's still there. We've just forgotten how to use it because we're so used to being like, oh, sit down, have a cup of water, which likes to make you a coffee. Here, let us bring you a, a good book to we've read. Had, we've had too much accommodation. Yeah. Mm. To continue the idea, but to bring it actually into something more tangible, there is another form of crowding that you can do. And it's something that I'm maybe struggling with right now because of the way that I had been living my life for the past few years. I've been really enjoying... The, uh, a form of digital minimalism, actually, where I'd gotten rid of so many of my books, so many of my CDs, and I was, oh, I have everything I need on my phone and on my tablet. I, This is so convenient. I can read anything I want wherever I go. But, of course, with the tablet comes the, uh, you know, the Twitters, the Reddits, the Facebooks, and it's so easy to, like, oh, I'm a bit bored. I'm, I, I don't read so good no more. Don't talk so good no more. And... <sighs> 
you know, you just, <laughs> I'm just one swipe away from, you know, the, the dopamine hits. Maybe it's time to give up some of that minimalism and pick up a book, like put mm -hmm. the, put the brain scrambler away. And if you want to read a book, pick up a paper book, yeah. you're crowding out the device with the activity mm. that you want. Like it, books don't just smell good. They're also like single use. They are monotask in that yeah. thing that we were talking about before that perhaps we need to be more mindful about how we're spending our time. Mm. Well, it's when we're talking about subtraction via minimalism, it's easy to think that subtraction means permanent, like permanent removal or a, uh, you know, a zero line down, down to nothing. Well, yeah. what we're doing in, in this instance, what you're doing is you're removing one item and picking up another. It's still subtraction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're removing you're the remo problematic item. You're removing the problematic item and then using a different, uh, you are using a different item, but it's, you're still subtracting to remove the problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think part of that problem as well is just like an inability to identify what is good for us, what is bad for us. Things have sort of, you know, Kind of like categorizing what you're categorizing your like your screen time or your app usage, categorizing what is actually what am I doing? What mm. is it for? Is well, this good for me or not? Yeah, because we discussed this last week, the idea of taking stock. So most modern phone operating systems and tablets as well, I think you can install things on your computer that will do the same thing, give mm -hmm. you a weekly screen time digest they also go mm -hmm. this you know you yeah. spent this much time on your phone this week and this is what you spent it on mm -hmm. so you can there are tools that will help you take stock of how you're spending your time but i also think that there is a little bit of wisdom in the zeitgeist as it were where people are really starting to wise up to the fact that there are cert that social media is not good for us and there are certain sites that are really not good for us. I know mm. we as a podcast do try not to come out too strongly on any one point. We're very much trying to have a conversation as opposed to planting a flag. But mm -hmm. I am of the opinion that everybody needs to be uninstalling Twitter now. We are not on Twitter as a podcast for a reason. Mm -hmm. It's a, mm. it's but there's lots of reasons why Twitter is terrible. You know why Twitter is terrible. We don't need to tell you. Mm. So like, if I am going to put a flag in the sand, it's going to be there because I don't think that anything good is coming from it anymore. Mm. And what good can come from it is being crowded out, ironically crowded out by the negativity. And you well, have to look after yourself. Well, it's it's a really it's a really good point you made there with the you know the negatively crowding. It's why being mindful about what you're doing is so important because you can use a lot of the things we're talking about here. We can use inadvertently to our to our ill effect. We can do it negatively. Hmm. Yeah, you've re we've re it's really like it, going back to last week and talk about practice. It's really important to be aware of what we're doing to make sure that it's going in the direction we want it to. Hmm. Yeah. I think there's also that sense of like being in denial that things are... No, I'm not. No, no I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Well, that's basically Re being in denial that things are getting worse on a specific app, on a specific service. Like, yeah. There's a sense of denial that, no, no, this is just fine. I'll, I'll adapt to the new changes. It, it'll be fine. Whereas, you know, the reality of the situation is that you may need to accept that things are good until they are not. Sometimes things are bad until they are worse. <laughs> yeah, some things were never good. 
looking mm-hmm. at you, Facebook. Well, I mean, there is a, a small sense of this is happening, make your peace with it. But I, I think it's also, it's valid to accept why people are struggling with this. A lot of these services gave people community. Hmm. Yeah, and, very much so. You know, And the modern world has been very isolating for a lot of people. And, you know, these digital services, they took off, they exploded, you know, over like a decade Partly because people found community. They found like-minded people where they mm. could share their images, they could share their thoughts, and people would validate them. Mm-hmm. And this was, you know, this was a good thing. And this is why people were very utopic about the ideas at the beginning. Mm. And it slowly and poopified. I think in addition to that, like a lot of people are still hanging on to that idea of community, that idea of like, this will make me feel better or this will make Mm. me feel happier without really taking a look at how it's making them feel. Like this is something I've personally had to deal with as well. Mm. Mm. Remembering the service for what it was. Mm. There's a lot of people out there as well. There is nowhere else for them to go. Yeah. I found myself back on Reddit for similar reasons. There is no service quite like it, and the alternatives have their own issues. Well, if you mm. you know if you're if, if your living situation you're particularly isolated physically for whatever reason, mm-hmm. if your if your social community and your social links are in a particular digital space, mm-hmm. it's going to be very it's very very difficult to let that go because that that is your connection to the world. Mm-hmm. So you kind of, as as everything's burning down around you, you can't leave because there's nowhere else for you to go. And that's very, very difficult. There isn't really an easy answer for this mm. other than perhaps just check if the community, because that's the thing. These sites aren't monolithic. They are small communities within it. And you can always find out if those communities are organizing in other places Discord, for example. Back back to the library analogy, behind Mm -hmm. those ushers, there is the whole internet. There are forums, there is, there are, there are websites, there are federated, there's the federated part of the internet where communities are reforming that have left places like Twitter. Well, behind the, you know, like, um, this is a really good analogy, Jeff. I'm really, really glad you brought this up. Thank you. (laughs) Because behind those books, there is a person that wrote that book. Behind these communities are other people. They haven't gone anywhere. Twitter hasn't destroyed them. It hasn't, you know, sent them into the fires from whence they were created. It was... I got to watch Lord of the Rings again, man. I know, right? <laughs> but it rather, it's the, the service is being crowded out by negative voices and what's the word I want? With agendas, shall we say. The people that you connected with, the community that you felt a part of, that's still possible. And if the people that you are connecting with are feeling a similar way and if they haven't organized in another way you can be a part of that you can create discord communities you can create forums and federated instances and you just reach out to those people and say hey we're not really happy with what's going on here maybe we can hang out over here the Hmm. biggest i think one of the biggest cons or lies that has been pushed to us by the people that own these these websites is that the community is the location that 
mm. everything happens in the everything happens in the village square. That the platform uh, is the community. The, pl- the platform is the community, and that is it's categorically wrong. The community yeah. is you. It's the it, it's it's us. It's and we can go wherever we want, and we can talk wherever we want. Yeah. Mm. I have one more comment to add to that. It starts off with notifications as a concept. Oh, a notification yes. is like it's a priority alert. This is important. Hmm. Now here's the problem: when you're constantly bombarded with notifications of "quote unquote" equal importance, yeah. nothing's important anymore. Yeah. Yeah. When everything's urgent, nothing is urgent. Exactly. There's a joke that goes around about the BBC News app that they'll, you'll get a breaking news alert and it's something so-and-so wins Chelsea Flower Show. It's like, this isn't, this is the meeting that could have been an email type situation. Yeah, like it's, it's neat and, you know, it's wonderful. You know, it's great for that person. You know, Chelsea mm. Flower Show, it's always very pretty, but it's not exactly breaking news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like you... My phone just screamed at me. That's what a notification is. It is your phone yelling, hey, hey, listen. Hey, hey, listen. Hey, <laughs> hey listen. listen. <laughs> Which is ironic because my phone does actually make those noises. <laughs> I, oh. I, am, I, I believe I might be some sort of psychopath because my phone actually uses Navi's voice to talk hey, to me. Hey, listen. That's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. What um, is wrong with you? I don't use the I don't use the voice. I use the little like blinky sounds. So oh, actually, that's okay. That okay. That, that that makes far more sense. The blinky yeah. sound is nice and nostalgic. The voice yeah. of Navi. God. <laughs> yeah. No. No. My phone God, is. Like, hey, listen. <laughs> God bless that poor voice actress. I mean, I I, I can't imagine she thought that's what would happen. Yeah. I, 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 I think. Well, there's one more interesting point here. I think we shouldn't be afraid to essentially essentially silence apps that are misbehaving. Yeah, put put them on the naughty step. Yeah, there are plenty of ways on all platforms of controlling how your app communicates to you. I remember I got somebody onto an iPhone, and the first thing they asked me when they got their home screen and they'd sort of you know played around a bit is, "How do I make these little numbers go away?" Mm. And it was interesting seeing that perspective from somebody that literally looked at it and went, I don't need this. I don't want to see how many unread emails I have. It was a lot. Some people just don't do zero inbox. I, I don't understand it, but that's them. Mm. Each to you their could, own. Each to their own. You know, <laughs> you can own. go into you can go into the settings, you can scroll down to that app and you can change and quite granularly actually how, you know, is this allowed to send me notifications at all? Does it is it allowed badges? Is it allowed um, you know, banners? You can tweak it to your liking per app. I, I will say this is a yes or no, like yes and no situation. Mm. Because some applications will give you sort of like an all or nothing option. Say for example, a food delivery app. This this is mm. like, so like food delivery apps are a prime culprit of this issue where they basically give you an all or nothing decision mm. with regards to notification. Like you do want a notification when your delivery is close by so you can get ready as opposed to like, you know, missing the delivery <laughs> entirely. But the all or nothing part comes with being bombarded with the messages throughout the day. It was like, hey, you're feeling hungry? It's like, I don't need this. Yeah. Oftentimes it's it's a great example there. Oftentimes these these notifications, these push notifications, which is a great, which is a great word for it, they're advertisements a lot of the time. It's not, hey, you need to know this. It's, hey, you want to spend money? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 
And you have to kind of decide whether to put the, as you said, put the app on the naughty step. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's generally one of my actual like criteria for an app is if they like if an app asks me for a review more than once or twice, then it's either getting a bad review or it's getting uninstalled. Mm -hmm. If if you abuse my notification box with offers and codes and like, hey, if you do like then. You're you're either having your access revoked or you're getting uninstalled. Food delivery apps are a problem for this because sometimes you your choices are limited as to what apps are available in your region and mm. oh, and also sometimes with food delivery apps you do need the notification because the guy can't find your house mm -hmm. and he and he needs to call you, which has happened multiple times because apparently my apartment is difficult to find. Mm -hmm. And like an impractical solution is quite literally turn on the notifications for a time you're expecting something to be delivered, to be delivered, and then switch it immediately oh, off after. See, I'd never even considered that. That's brilliant. It's but it's brilliant. also a lot of work. It's a very like yes, this is yeah, more it, work than it again, should be. Is the point? But again, it's like it's one of those things. It's work. You have to you have to mind you have to mindfully consider what you're doing, and it's like, mm. well, do I actually want to deal with that? No, then I don't want to order the food. Mm -hmm. Like it puts your brain through these steps of do you actually want to do this or is this just out of habit? Mm -hmm. I think ultimately though you have to make up your own mind. Mm -hmm. And there is the point of I would like to say you have to kind of look and go is this app causing me distress or unhappiness? And if it is, I would urge you to uninstall it. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you can always reinstall the app. If you find yeah. you can't live without it, you can always change exactly. how you interact with the app. Twitter, for example, has a web browser option. And Twitter is an interesting one. If you use it without signing in, you get a very different experience these days, which actually can work in your favor, where mm -hmm. you, they, they no longer show you replies if you're not signed in. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. I can just see the one message that somebody said, hey, did you see this? I see it. Mm -hmm. And then I move on. I don't have to see the wave of ne negativity and suggested posts and all the other horrible things. I can just move on with my day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, subtracting the app is the first step. And then maybe you find, actually, no, I didn't need this. And then you can go and delete the account. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. As we said before, it's not, it's not necessarily a permanent thing. It's something that you're trying out. Mm-hmm to see if the space created is a positive for you. Because when you remove the service, there is the opportunity to put something else in that space. I mean, we've discussed the idea with, and Twitter is the difficult one for many people because it became their main source for news. And you can kind of end up feeling like a bit of a blinkered horse where yeah. you've covered your eyes. You're like, okay, no, no, no. There's, there's too much bad things going on in the world. This is negatively impacting my mental health and I don't need to see everything all the time all at once but then you you've covered your eyes but like the blinkered horse you can still hear the explosions going off you yeah, still know like that you can see you, you see things tangentially you know people are you hear your friends talking about it you see it referenced in other things and so you there's this feeling of there's the fear of, of fear of missing out um yeah but there's this fear of being uninformed as which if, is as if we don't know valid. what's happening it's it's very valid because we want to be up to date. We want to know what's going on in the world. But at the same time, we don't necessarily need to know what's happening as it's happening all the time. Mm -hmm. You don't so, need to be bombarded with it. 
And this is where it's become very difficult because, you know, so many news sources as an alternative, for example, they have their own biases, which you then have to research and, and they all have their own apps, which do the same thing. And ultimately, I know I just needed to, I needed to disconnect the IV drip of dread as I've yeah. come to call it. It's just like you've just been constantly like the, you know, the TV show, the drama about the guy in the coma and you've got that drip, drip of the IV just slowly drip, drip, negativity, drip, drip, hmm. yeah. panic, fear, worry. It's just drip, drip. For your it's own health, good. sometimes you do need to look away. Yeah. Like if something is important, it will find its way to you. Like, we, yeah, that we, we do, unless you live in the middle of nowhere and you have access to nothing, in which case you're living a different life anyway and good for you. And I don't know why I'm talking to you. You're not listening to us. You don't have electricity. Yeah. Hmm. Just to end with something a little less negative, because, you know, ultimately that's why we're here. We want to be less negative. Um, I think it's, it's also it's, a fun... Is <laughs> it time to bring out the novelty delete button? <laughs> It's time to bring out the novelty delete button because you've got, so I, there is a, I, I just want to make a point that we, we want to be less negative, but we're also talking about removing stuff, which is inherently a negative action. So I just no, like, no, I think no, it's a <laughs> no, I mean, positive like if, thing. If, no, like, no, like physically, like it's, it, it's subtracting is negative, you know, it mm. creates a negative, but in this space, it's good. I, as, I think subtraction, as we said last week, subtraction can be positive. And I mean, hey, we're talking about like digital hoarding for the final thing. You know, there are plenty of people who have like terabytes and terabytes. And this has become easier, not harder. Like as storage space has become cheaper and drives have become smaller, you mm -hmm. can have literal terabytes of space on something the size of a stick of gum. Hmm. And tr and as transfer speeds have, have have gotten so much quicker, it's so much. E you know, you're not wasting hours transferring files either. It's, uh -huh. it's and then there's and then there's all the iCloud and and mm. and cloud storage stuff. Uh, but I th I, th I think it's a bigger problem than we let on. Simply put, because like if you have a living space, you put mm. down a potted plant, and suddenly you have no place to sit. It's very visible. <laughs> to, like you, you can very clearly see the problem. With yeah. digital space, it is. Out of sight, out of mind, until you plug mm. in the drive, you see the chaos, and then you unplug the drive, and you put it away for another day. With digital, you don't know you've got too much until it says you can't add anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think this is definitely more of a your mileage may vary type situation. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you yourself will know if you have a problem or not. Because if you're spending all your money on buying, you know, drive after drive, and you've got a NAS in your basement, and you've just filled it with... God knows what. You have to ask yourself why. But at the same time, maybe you live in a country with slow internet and you'd rather just have all your games downloaded on your local drive so that for some people, some magical people, yes, you can download, you know, the latest 50 gigabyte, 100 gigabyte games in 10 minutes with your super internet. The rest of us plebeians, we're looking, you know, at, it takes... we're looking at you, UK. <laughs> I wasn't going to call them out, but yeah, like, I mean, oh. I, so jealous, so jealous of that internet speed. Like, you know, if you've got that, you don't need to have all your games installed on your drive. But, you know, if you're only getting like 20, 30 meg down and it's not very stable, and it takes you hours to install a game, perhaps mm -hmm. having a bigger drive and having it there gives you more peace of mind. Mm -hmm. It's very much a your mileage may vary. But 
I, I think definitely, you know, question whether you're storing something because is it is it an anxiety thing? Are you worried that this rare video that, you know, you downloaded years ago is not going to be easily re-downloadable in the future? It's and the same maybe, thing as when you're going through your physical stuff. It's why am I keeping this? Am I keeping, you know, yeah. am I keeping this uh, video because I may never be able to find it again? Or am I keeping this album because they don't press it anymore? And, um, or am I keeping this because it's convenient and I like having it around? Well, there's it's a, different. De there's different degrees of necessity there, and, mm. and that's a good point, Jeff. Like you know, you and I have discussed. We have albums that aren't online. There yeah, is they don't music. It's crazy. Like it, to me, that's a crazy idea that somebody could have made an album, released it, and it's not anywhere. But it happens. I'm, I'm, it, it ha and it happens more often than we know. I guess we don't know because it's not online for us to tell. Hmm. Yeah. And and I'm pretty sure some of us have experienced the dread of, like, losing something precious, like a very old photograph, yeah. for example, in digital mm -hmm. format to a hard drive that crashed to an accidental, like, you know, delete function to, you know, somebody formatting your computer uh, or dropping uh, your iPod. <laughs> And that's the thing, we're not advocating, you know, don't have backups. If something is important, you should back it up and back it up properly. Like I learned recently, SD cards and flash memory are not considered good long-term storage options for backups. It's very volatile. Mm. Well, it's, 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 as we've been saying with a lot of this stuff, it's about being mindful and actually looking at what you've got and curating what you've got yeah. and asking the questions of, why do I have this? Do I want to keep this? And how much do I want to keep this? It's yeah. taking stock. I think it's, uh, it's yeah. a really good analogy for it. It's, it we mm. just need to go through and constantly take stock of these things as practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's kind of it. Again, it's very cliche in our culture right now, but I think it's like we've, it's been a bit of a meme in these past episodes, but think, some things are cliche, some things are said often because they are true. If it brings you happiness, if it brings you joy, then it might be there for a reason, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. that's, yeah, that's, that's why it's there. It's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, uh, that's been a pretty good episode, actually. I've, been, I'm, I've enjoyed that conversation. And next week, we will be back with the same thing, but different. We will be talking about subtraction in the physical space. So stay subscribed for that. We're on Twitter. We're on Mastodon. Links in the show notes. If you want to be notified of new episodes when they go up, make sure you're following us on our socials or subscribed on your podcast app. If you want to go old school, we do have an RSS feed. There is a link in the show notes. There's a link on our website. So there's plenty of ways to get our show. You can also send us an email, indulgentlyminimal at gmail.com. Thoughts, questions, comments, we do love hearing from you. Let us know, and hey, if there's anything you want us to cover in a future episode, shoot us an email. Again, thank you so much to everybody that's supporting us over on Coffee. The link, ko-fi.com forward slash indulgentlyminimal, link in the show notes. We're self-funded, so we appreciate everyone that's helping us make the show. Thank you so much. I've been Moggy, and I have been joined this week by Jeff. Thanks, guys. Remember to go easy on yourselves. And Murdoch. And remember, folks, free up a little bit of space so you can <laughs> indulge a little. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks for joining us. See you for the next one. Bye. See you later, guys. Take care, everyone.